I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and I, I forgot my opening line. I know it's something about his cock goes in the dog, he fucks the dog, and then the dog's dinner is his cum. I'm Av Sinensky, and I have no problem being on my phone this entire podcast. I'm Chappelle, and I bet you fuckers didn't know you were driving with the driving crooner today, did you? I'm Rob Sesternino, and I got to figure out how to make money on this. <laughs> so uh welcome back to pretty 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 good nothing but netflix crossover episode as rob said super excited to talk about season three of i think you should leave uh which originally aired on netflix on may 30th a couple of days ago uh let's start uh you know obviously av and i have been podcasting about i think you should leave for the last two episodes seasons one and seasons two um, and we had a couple of great guests for both of those. I encourage uh, nothing but Netflix listeners who haven't heard those to, to go find a pretty, pretty, pretty good and listen to those. Um, so listeners of our podcast know sort of our background of this show. But uh, but Rob, Chappelle, uh, you guys, I mean, obviously you're watching everything on Netflix. But uh, <laughs> did you watch seasons one and two of I Think You Should Leave in Real Time or you've caught up with it more recently? So or I, not at all. I caught up with it uh, very recently. I knew season three was coming out. I had you know heard a lot of buzz about it, and so I recently, within the last month, watched uh, season one and season two, knowing that season three was coming, and I uh, instantly fell in love. I've uh, really been enjoying going back and uh, going back to the some of the season one and season two sketches over and over again. And then uh, highly anticipating season three. Yeah. And I had no clue this existed until I spoke with, uh, you know, uh, Av and Alex. And uh, I was like, OK, I'll check it out or whatever. And then I um, let, let's just say I was under the influence and I watched it and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And also, what the hell am I doing here? Um, so that was my experience. I saw a part of season one uh, that I can remember. And then, uh, of course, of course, jumped to season three for this. But I was, uh, you know, I was kind of like out on like trying to figure out what this was but there was this twitter account that just kept messaging me it's called i think you should survive and they were hell bent on having us talk about this on nothing but netflix and i actually met them in brooklyn recently and so uh hopefully they're getting their jollies out of this one because it was a fun watch yeah um and before and so yeah as rob said we're going to do a bracket to determine the best sketch uh, of all the sketches here in season three we did the same with seasons one and two um what is your sort of big takeaway picture, Rob, between like season three versus seasons one and two? Better, worse? I, we were talking a little bit before we came on and you said that uh, it took multiple viewings for you to really appreciate season three. And I've only done one viewing so far, so I don't feel like I love it as much as uh, some of the stuff from the other seasons. But I think that it's a hard way to just watch it in, in terms of just like doing like a binge and watching this like a movie. I think that there are going to be in anything, you know, with, with this show, there's going to be a lot of like forgettable sketches and then there's going to be standouts that you're going to remember forever. And then you'll just keep watching the standouts over and over again. So I think that it, with time and with repetition, I think it will elevate it. But uh, as of right now, I feel like that I did not love it as much as the other seasons. 
Yeah, I uh, remember the first episode I watched uh, when I was just checking out the show, trying to figure out what it was. Uh, I believe this guy was at a table in a restaurant, and then they told him to open the door, and it pulls out, pushes in, whatever. And I remember watching it, kind of just like, what's happening? And eventually I was howling, uh, laughing. And I would say, I don't think I had a moment like that with this one. Maybe I was so used to the format by now, three seasons in. Uh, You know, I've seen it now, so I kind of get what they're doing here. But yeah, for me, uh, maybe I need to do a rewatch of season three what about you yeah yeah i mean i've i've now seen it i saw it my for my third time this morning um and i definitely think it some of the sketches improved uh but i'm kind of on the same page as everyone so far in that um i think that it's kind of gone slowly downhill this show i mean i think season one was just like a masterpiece like one of the greatest gifts of pop culture we've gotten in recent memory um season two i think was like a pretty good facsimile of season one um you know some iconic sketches but you know as i said on last week's episode um i felt like it was missing that like existential angst and dread that filled so many of the season one sketches that made them both like wacky and also like you couldn't stop thinking about them and this season i felt like just like really didn't have the high highs uh in either of those regards like they were they're leaning more into the wacky um the wacky i think has diminishing returns i feel like they've they're also going back to the well a lot on the same premises even like multiple times within this season uh that said i mean this was still like a lot of fun like the baseline for this show is very strong so like i don't want it to sound like um i didn't like season three but it's just like such a high bar that we've set for what they've given us over the last couple seasons you know that's really interesting to hear you say it that way because in watching season one and season two there's really is like no delineation in terms of season one and season two i even struggle like on netflix i feel like that the episodes are not labeled clearly and i don't know if that's intentional or not uh it's very hard to like i've had to like google okay what episode has this sketch and then i'm trying to find it and i'm in the netflix menu and i still can't even find what i'm looking for so um, that I, I there's no line where what is a season one sketch versus a season two sketch for me. Yeah, and also like once you've watched them all, so it's like they're all like logged as you're at the ends. Like whenever you finish an episode, it's like complete random, like where it's yeah. going to take you next. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just for nothing but Netflix listeners who aren't familiar with the show, uh, each season has six episodes. Each episode is 15 minutes. So even you know watching at one x, you can bang out a whole season in 90 minutes. So it's a pretty easy show um, to binge. Um, if you're interested, but you know, but as you guys are saying, it's very hard to know the sequence of the episodes. They're not listed by, by, you know, episode number. They just, then the name of each episode is like, is like a 14 word quote (laughs) from one of the sketches in that episode and often not even like a a major quote, like a throwaway line. So yeah, it's very hard to find, uh, if you're looking for a specific sketch. Right. I don't even think the the titles of the episodes were in the sketches. I just like when I first thought of you, this you didn't even have your hands up and you were just walking straight up the wall. I was like, I, I think I heard that maybe in a in maybe in my mind. Uh, so that's difficult. But this this has been going on for a while now that I've I'm I guess I'm late to the party. So how did we get here? How did who is this Tim Robinson person and why is he why does he have this leap like this uh freedom to go and make a show like this on Netflix? Yeah, so like our you know previous uh, comedy forefather Larry David, his like original background is that he was on SNL uh, primarily as a writer. Eventually, I think also as a cast member. And I think what he and Larry have in common is that their like style of comedy didn't quite work for SNL, and they weren't super successful in that format. And once they went on to you know have the control to do things that they want to do, 
Um, I think um, Josh Wiggler describes Tim Robinson as like an alien from outer space who just got sent here on a rocket ship. Um, he's just like so frenetic, so all over the place. Like you can't even understand the depths of his mind that some of this stuff comes from. Mm-hmm. Don't say that to him, though. Don't so don't say that his <laughs> mind is uh, is too creative. Um, what yeah, did so, he do so, in between <laughs> SNL and uh, I think you should leave? So, yeah, so Tim Robinson was a little too out there, I think, for SNL. <laughs> obviously, uh, him and Sam Richardson, who uh, is obviously in a lot of episodes of this as well, they made a show together called Detroiters. And then there was Netflix had this sketch series called Netflix Presents the Characters, where six different comedians each had like a whole episode of doing different sketches with characters. And he had one of the episodes, and it was it was by far the best of those. And the Lonely Island guys, Akiva Schaefer, uh, Jorma Tacone, they recommended to Netflix. Netflix was looking for like the next Key and Peele, like the next like mm-hmm. breakout sketch show. And they said to Netflix, hey, you got to use this guy. So so 2016 is when he does um, his episode of the characters. And then and then the first season of this drops in 2019. Okay. All right. So we've got a bracket here of the of th- were there exactly 32? No, we, we had yeah. twenty. We had twenty-seven sketches. So the the first step, the first sketch of each episode gets a buy, and then the last sketch of the season just sort of just randomly just to fit it in. Okay. Is there any seeding that's going on? No, it's it's completely chronological. So yeah, we won't get two sketches from the same episode in the championship, which is a little unfortunate because there's one episode of this. Uh, and again, you don't even think of it as episodes because you're watching on Netflix, and you know. But there is one episode that every single sketch I rated a four. Uh, pretties out of five or higher. So there's one episode wow. which I think is by far the strongest. But, yeah, um, and it, it is helpful to go in chronologically. A friend of mine who listened to the previous season said like he literally listens to the podcast, would like watch the sketch and then listen and go to the next one. Wow. And it, it's actually, uh, you know, if that's the way you want to do it. It works well. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so we'll start with episode uh, episode one of season three. Uh, the first sketch uh, will come back. Now, to can we do that? It's not March. We can do that. This is this is kosher to do the bracket. <laughs> well, this isn't Renaf though, right? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I got a new letter from my rabbi. He said it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Because yes. uh, yeah. I have yeah. the impression I, that I, I, I only in March you can do a bracket. Yeah. No, in March you and must do brackets. They're, yeah. they're permissive during the rest of the year. Oh, I see. Got yeah. It. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the first sketch is Barley tonight, and again, the, the, these names of these sketches I made up. I haven't seen official titles yet. Uh, we'll come back to that because it's getting a, a first round buy here. So we're going to talk about mortal enemies versus summer loving mortal enemies. Uh, we have Rick and Stan, absolute mortal enemies. Um, Stan's going to pour fake water on Rick. Um, then a guy named Alex is going to show up and escalate things, which, uh, you know, I'm familiar with that uh, that concept. Sounds Summer about right. Summer is a reality show, but Ronnie is just here for the zip line. Mm-hmm. Chappelle, we'll start with you. Which of these episodes do you like more? Uh, I definitely prefer uh, the first one uh, because uh, the mortal You've enemies had things. The orgy dream before, uh, yeah, <laughs> and somebody fucked dream? it up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but no, no. I really think that one of the things that this sketch show does that a lot of sketches don't do is that like it starts one way and then halfway through it's about something completely different. It's like, oh yeah, this is a dinner party. Now it's about this extra thing, and so this one starts off where they're in the training, and then by the end, the guy Alex is the one who really needs some uh, feedback. And then the main character is trying to comfort him, but also trying to remind him that like you're worse than me as a person. <laughs> so I really appreciate that. That's what my point. Uh, that was my choice would be at least. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really good point about the way this, the, the the sketches change direction, which I mean, I, to me, it's like solves the problem with why a lot, I don't love a lot of sketch comedy because like most sketch comedy is like a joke that then either gets beaten to death or they just they just like don't know where to go. And and like Tim Robinson's just like, I don't care about the rules of sketch. Like, I'm just going to go wherever I want to go or just end the sketch. Um, which I think is what makes this a lot more effective than most sketches, like SNL, for example. Which, and not uh, is only that, but I feel like each sketch always has one more line than mm-hmm. it should. That's I almost feel like, here's the traditional stopping point, and then Tim's like, no, we're just going to add another line just because I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they just throw in like jacking off a dog in every uh, sketch and just see if it works. Um, Rob, has anybody ever thrown invisible water at you to piss you off? No, not yet. Uh, but has anyone ever accused you of only going on Survivor for the zip lining? I don't think I ever <laughs> did a zip line. Uh, actually, the flying there was, fox, there Rob. was one I did. I did yeah, the flying fox. Uh, I didn't get to uh, do the uh, the zip line. Um, it, always, it always pissed me off when they would put like zip lining or like a hike or something like as a reward. I'm like, that's not a reward. Mm-hmm, it's work. Mm-hmm, yeah, uh, I'm not a zip lining fan. No, it's okay. <laughs> we, yeah. I was, I was, at a, I was at a friend's house um, a couple weeks ago for like an afternoon barbecue thing with my kids, and they had a zip line. So the first thing my kids do is uh, Ronnie style. They run the zip line. They're all fighting about who's going to get to go. And I told them like, we're going to be here for so many hours that you're not going to be Ronnie. There'll be a time when no one will be on the zip line. So stop fighting now. Of course, that didn't work. They all fought, and then two hours later, you know, no one was on the zip line. Yeah. What we was have the mutual friends of summer loving. It was just that there was a woman and she was just looking for a bunch of guys to date. Yeah, it seemed like, like a bachelorette in a resort type mm-hmm. show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, but it wasn't the greatest group, right? Like Carlos, we know he's a hoe. He is a hoe. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all. That's all just according to Tim. Yeah, Carmelo, right. Ronnie, whatever his name is, right? I think he's clearly lying about all these guys. Yeah. Right? Oh, oh, yeah. All we know is that Alexander, much yeah. like this Alexander, has conversations with lots of awkward pauses. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought this was that. Well, drug the other Alex says, "My life is out of control. I take everything way too far. I'm just too hyper." So yeah, it really <laughs> worked. Uh, was this where where somebody said that the woman had a face like a clock? Yeah, Carmelo it's, said, according mm-hmm. to Ryan. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. I've mm-hmm. never met a Carmelo other than Anthony. Is that Carmelo a common name? I doubt it. Um, lo, lo, how is Lamelo? reality TV stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Carmella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Carmella. Yes, that's the name. Yeah. Um, I, I also like in Summer Loving how he... Um, he, he, I love those weird grunts he does throughout the season. Uh, but in Summer Love, he also keeps saying, "Are you sure?" And it sort of reminds me of uh, the "Are you sure?" from season two. So I like that's when he finds out he's being sent home. He uh, he doesn't believe her. But um, yeah, I'm gonna vote. I'm gonna vote for Mortal Enemies here as well, along with uh, Chappelle. Rob, what about you? I'm going to vote for Summer Loving uh, only because I feel like that stylistically, I feel like that they really did capture the uh, Bachelorette style show uh, really well. And it feels like very different as opposed to uh, Mortal Enemies that I feel like is like a lot of samey same with the rest of uh, what's going on on I Think You Should Leave. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump on Mortal Enemies as well. Um, I actually really like that it ended up as the first one in our bracket because in the previous seasons, the opening sketch of the season very much felt like a, a mission statement of the season. And I feel like Mortal Enemies works that way much better than Barley Tonight. Um, Mortal Enemies is like, I feel like there's three or four sketches in the season that you know, feel like uh, spiritual sequels to Mortal Enemies in, cer- in certain ways. The, you know, the guy who just like, takes the joke and then tries to make the joke real and everyone else is like, no, we were just joking. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, my vote for Mortal Enemies, uh, mostly for that reason. I feel All like right, it so uh, captures let, the season. So now let's talk about Barley tonight, which Mortal Enemies faces. Uh, there's this guy, Barley, looks sort of like a Fox News talking head. He can win any argument. And if he can't, he'll just look at his phone. 
And he's not worried at all about a new phone coming out because he can take all the stuff from his <laughs> old phone. He can put it on his new phone as long as he's updated. Mm-hmm. His phone has an alarm, y'all. Like his phone has an alarm and he can be on it at all times. I just, again, it starts off one way. I thought this is a co- like a commercial about some type of lawyer who will fight for you and in all, in all these cases or whatever. And then it just becomes a phone commercial. This was insane. <laughs> you, do you guys know Megan Amram? No, no. She, she's, she's like a comedy writer. She works oh, on, like, she was on like Parks and Rec, right? Yeah. So her, her like Twitter profile picture is like trying to, it's like, she's like a very attractive woman. It's like trying to make herself as unattractive as possible. She's sort of like bending down and giving herself like a bunch of extra chins. And that's <laughs> another thing. Tim Robinson does that a lot in Barley tonight. And then throughout the season, he's like mm-hmm. always sort of like this awkward looking down, like trying to make himself have like six different chins. <laughs> but um, yeah, I did. I, I agree with uh, Barley tonight felt like a little bit. I mean, it gets funny when he talks about like the phone stuff, but overall it wasn't as, I think you should leave ish as mortal enemies. So I vote for mortal enemies here. Same. Okay. Well, I I voted for Summer Loving in the first round, so I guess I have to vote for Barley tonight. I'm just like on uh, <laughs> a losing a losing streak. But um, this was again. I thought that this was uh, more more fun than funny. I like that he was going through and uh, you know lo- losing these arguments and then just like uh, staring at his phone for as long as possible. Does that work? Can you do that? <laughs> Uh, you try it and let us know, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> See how far you get with that mm-hmm. one. I, I feel like the phone might not make it through the argument. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't that to me. Yeah, I, don't think I, I, I know. I do feel like that. I, I have not been the the person on the phone. I feel like I have been the person who has gotten the phone up yeah. to uh, as I am winning a argument. <laughs> Yeah, they seem to be that's, up the that's score. The yes, yeah. yes, that's a, that's basically the white flag of surrender. <laughs> Our <laughs> argument is so good. I'm gonna just like ah. Um, it's two to one coming to you again. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with mortal enemies. Um, I you know I don't know how far it's gonna go, but um, I, I like having it. Uh, where are we now in the elite eight? All right, yeah. So poor uh, poor Rob on a losing streak. Let's come to the final two sketches of episode one. Uh, tough dad. Um, Fred Armisen is a dad trying to make himself look tough, making a video of himself beating up a kid. He paid 15k for this. I mean, he thought it would look fucking real. Goddamn it! Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, the driving crooner, he will pick you up so you don't get a DUI. But some people want to kill him. So, mm-hmm. so Kyle, you go first. Which one of these do you like more? Both of these are foolish. I uh, <laughs> I, I was dying. Fred Armisen is amazing. Uh, I think I think I like that one a little bit more. The driving crooner is funny. I, no, that's a lie. I will I will go with the driving crooner because I think I won't forget that anytime soon. That was so different. Uh, like the idea of a dad trying to teach his kids a lesson by staging something doesn't seem very far fetched. But the idea of a man sticking like random decals on his window so that he can look like a crooner and then getting into road rage that's new. I think that'll last for a long time. So that's where I'm gonna go with. I may or may not have bought decals on Amazon. <laughs> I, I saw that they were available. I saw that they were. Big mistake to say that you have them because people are going to yep, steal gonna them come. from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yep, and everyone's going to just try to make it look fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope I don't run into any frats. All right, now Rob, where are you voting? For? Yeah, I feel like that the driving crooner I feel like was pretty iconic, and I really did enjoy that, especially when uh, like it takes the turn of that like that frats are chasing. frats are uh, the big uh, supervillain. I think of I think you should leave season three. Um, the Fred Armisen one uh, that uh, one of uh, Akiva's all-time faves, uh, Fred Armisen, that um, 
I just like I was like, oh, this is going to be really funny. Fred Armisen is mm-hmm. there, and then uh, I just felt like that didn't really go anywhere. Um, so I was a little unimpressed with Tough Dad, and so I have to give it to the driving crooner. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm there as well. To me, this is uh, probably one of the biggest blowouts we'll have today. Uh, I didn't like Tough Dad at all. Um, I, 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 we had one last season also where I was just like, I don't want the punchline to be like seeing a guy get hit. Like that's not like what I'm mm-hmm. here for. Um, and it just like it didn't work. It was just like too I don't know broad. I don't know if broad is the right word. Um, Driving crooner I think is like an instant classic. It's like it's the one of the of the first episode where I was like, all right, here we go. I think you should leave. Let's go. Yeah. Um, it's just like, so only this show can make that, that sketch. It, there's like, there's something about it. That's just so of its own kinds. Yeah. Agreed. It's a sweep. It's the best sketch of episode one. Um, I like the idea that a fish bumped him out of the river. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's, he's living with his life now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also, I also noticed something interesting on my, on my third watch. Um, let's see how I can, uh, pull this up. I'm trying to share my screen. If you see this image here, are you guys able to see this? Yes. Are these the same guy? This is Barley and this is the crooner. Hmm. Same hat, same cigar. Oh, we have a third line. (laughs) I feel like there's a lot of stuff where uh, he wears a fedora. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of his looks. That's amazing. That's one of He does love fedoras. Yeah. He sometimes wants to include them in bachelor party. Or maybe the driving crooner is based on Barley because Barley is such a popular guy. That could be. He's very popular. Yeah. Mm hmm. Drivingcrooner.com, baby. Don't you love it? All right. Let <laughs> yeah, me go which is live URL, by the way. Of course, I checked. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to season two, episode two, excuse me. Um, we start with Supermarket Swap VR edition. Uh, Mr. Mitchell going to go on a VR shopping spree uh, if he could only start breathing. And then um, it's going up against the Darmine Doggy Door, which is an electronic doggy door that will keep out a pig with a Richard Nixon mask. Mm hmm. Um, which for 50 seconds, you don't know if it's real or not. Um, Rob, which one are you leaning towards here? You know, uh, the supermarket swap VR is just uh, such a wild idea. Like, why did the supermarket <laughs> need to be virtual reality? It wasn't like they were going into space or anything like that. I was so confused, like, where it was going. Um, but, yeah, I guess be careful with the VR because you could forget how to breathe and forget how to move your body. Um I feel like that the uh, Darmine doggy door uh, was uh, so disturbing. Uh, I have to go with that one. (laughs) It's a pig man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was very disturbing. Yeah. I, I think it is more memorable because it's so disturbing, but uh, because it was so disturbing, I think I actually like the other one better. Uh, the idea that he forgot how to breathe inside VR makes sense to me. Okay, fine. I can get there logically, but forgetting how to come back from that, you know, and just being like paralyzed with his the idea that I might not be able to, Yeah, his legs don't work. He doesn't get his body to move anymore. I, I like that one better. So that's where my vote is going to lie. Chappelle, you said that uh, before we started, you were talking and complaining about your boss. I was. If yeah, if you think you're gonna get eaten, would your first thought be great? I don't have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> Absolutely, number one <laughs> with a bullet. <laughs> this is the most consequential day of your life, Chappelle, because you realize you don't like your job. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, basically. What, what the Happy fuck is this world? What have they done to us? <laughs> <laughs> there are monsters in this world. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not a big fan of either one of these sketches, and I'll be voting against uh, whichever one prevails here, I I would expect. Um I would say I'll I'll vote for Darmine Doggy Door only because Supermarket Swap VR was just much more disappointing to me. Uh, mm-hmm. because when it started, I was like, oh my god. 
I'm about to watch and I think you should leave sketch. That is a parody of supermarket sweep. And I was like, so ready and in for that. And then it doesn't even do the supermarkets. He just sits in the chair the whole time. And like, I didn't even, I didn't understand this sketch. Like, I don't know what the whole, he can't walk now. I don't know what they were doing here. All right. So, At least the other one, I understood the sketch. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, so Darmine doggy door looks like it's going to advance here. And I agree with, um, with Av that it's probably not going to, oh no, the, well, the other ones in season two are in the, are in the next bracket, but the last three sketches of season of episode two are all amazing in my opinion. So, um, but right now we have Darmine doggy door against the driving crooner. Does anyone want to make an argument for Darmine doggy door or is the driving crooner going to sweep it? Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's not close. <laughs> All right. And, and so now we have for our first spot in the final four, we have the driving crooner against mortal enemies. Oh, I think this one might be unanimous also. I'm going the driving crooner. Same. Yeah. Well, give me the okay. head. Yeah. I'm going driver crooner as well. It's close, but it's the driving crooner is the standout of the side of the bracket in terms of like memorability for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So driving crooner uh, with, with the, with the sweep there gets into the final four. Let's go to the bottom half of the, uh, the first three episode side. Uh, we'll start with a don't park on the sidewalk. Uh, we have Will Forte, who had a great role uh, in a previous season as the old guy in the airplane. Mm-hmm. His ponytail gets stuck under the car when Mary selfishly parks on the sidewalk. And that's going up against Feed Eggs, where our, our buddy Mark... Do you think it's the same character? I know it's the same actor, but do you think it's the same character? Well, he's much older in the other one. So, but I don't, I don't know, think it's the same character. I, I recently <laughs> watched that sketch. Uh, that, that, that's, uh, he definitely he does have a ponytail... Yeah, yeah. so hair. maybe in between the 20 years in between him being mm-hmm. a baby and him being an adult, he mm-hmm. had a ponytail in the interim, but I guess yeah, it's possible. And, anyway, so that's going up against Feed Eggs. Uh, Marcus is frustrated the Feed Eggs game doesn't accurately count the eggs. I played this is a that tough matchup. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I like them both. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I sent you the link this morning. Yes, this is a game you could play online. Yeah, yes. I played it, um, but I got to be honest. I played it all the way through because I wanted to see some blood. <laughs> You're trying to see oh, the British. I've, I've never gotten up to there. Yeah, I, I, and I, and I, I didn't get any. I, that's never happened. You should be able to watch a little bit of porn at work, right? We all Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Egg porn, specifically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a nude egg. Um, yeah, so, so this, this, is a, uh, this is a tough matchup. Uh, Av, where are you leaning? Yeah, I, I think I'm leaning towards feed eggs. Um, I think that's the one that just uh, works more beginning to end. Um, I think the don't pork on the sidewalk, it just kind of doubles and triples down on the same joke a little bit. Um, where feed eggs um, just, you know, I think escalates the correct way. Um, it also like has the thing where you have a problem with your computer and then you bring the IT guy and then it works fine and you look like a dumbass, which I like, I cackled from that. Yeah. Rob? I liked feed eggs, but I think that I don't want to sleep on don't park on the sidewalk uh, because, uh, you know, Will Will Forte is so funny. Uh, I love the idea that, uh, of course, you parked on the sidewalk. So I I had to go underneath (laughs) the car because you parked on the sidewalk and his ponytail is is stuck Um, when uh, that they say, okay, don't worry, we're not going to hurt your ponytail. And then he starts screaming and they said, I thought you you said you were going to hurt my ponytail Um, that he hands off his phone uh that he just go past all of the screenshots of the cigars which never what does that even mean right (laughs) um he's late for the the reservation so he asks the woman to google a picture of diarrhea in the bowl and send it to the restaurant and then they say that they've already seen that picture before uh and then when the guy shows up across the street uh (laughs) 
Like, this the is so funny. irrationally despises. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. That's yeah. the best part of it to me is him just hating that guy. Yeah, I think I, so. Feed Eggs was the one that I had heard about uh, before I started watching. This, and so maybe I came in with like really uh, my expectations were too high. Uh, but um, I, I'll be contrarian and I'll say I, I vote for Don't Park on the Sidewalk. Yeah, I back you up on this one, Rob. I love Don't Park on the Sidewalk. The idea that this car is on the sidewalk in the first place or in the way, I've had this thought before. Like, what if I just walked over your car? Like, move your fucking car. Walk um, under so, the car. Though. Yeah, you never right. went under, though. Yeah, and exactly. And so I was like, oh, uh, uh, an alternative. And then to the idea that his ponytail is so long that it's down to his ass crack like Cardi B. You know, like, <laughs> it's wild. Even the, the um, like, oh, we can't sit at the restaurant because these days, restaurants are very picky about, oh, you don't have your whole party here blah 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 so now nah, i like this this addressed a lot of my concerns not not the ass crack though mm-hmm. yeah, not that one i still want to know what the cigars mean though i i, I need more <laughs> um you know rob made a really compelling case i thought obviously i'm voting for feed eggs it's uh, <laughs> obviously yeah but uh, be- because yeah there's something iconic about it it's the fact that like literally there's a game you can play um you gotta give by the way there's a donate button when you play the game mm-hmm. um, and, um <laughs> And but I don't know. You point out that there's so many random, throwaway, irrational, like non-linear, funny things about "Don't Park on the Sidewalk," which is a classic. You know, I think you should leave trope. Whereas "Feed Eggs" is a little bit um, more uh, one one story. I have a friend, um, uh, Ab, you know him as well, our friend Stu, who's like obsessed with eggs. His family buys like l- l- the number of eggs his family buys per week. I'm not even going to tell you because you guys will think I'm exaggerating if I do tell you. And um, and I thought he loved eggs more than anyone I knew. But uh, there's a guy who's uh, car- making cartoon a bush and asshole. And we see, by the way, we see when when the egg bends over, we see everything. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Holy <laughs> hole. Like a medical examination. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, I'm, so you guys have convinced me. I'm, I'm voting for Don't Park on the Sidewalk yeah. with, I guess, many now, upsets. Just wow. so the, the egg ass crack, uh, is that is the outside Asshole. of the egg, uh, yeah, yeah, is that a hole. shell? Is that uh, <laughs> like, uh, and then there's a hole in the shell? Your eggs don't come with pants? They hard-boiled eggs. Right. I or, hard-boiled so he's he's eggs taking off the, the soft yolk. The or soft is shell. an egg with a bush an unshelled egg? <laughs> Mm. <laughs> it does when you play this game does it literally tell you congrats big boy when you finish around <laughs> I got the big boy but I did not get as I said I did not get the bush yeah. or the hole or the hole yeah. and yeah. The, stuff, the game that was that's out there that is not produced by the I think you should leave team correct is that like a fan made this um, that's a good question I'm not even sure um, I, I, would, I, I would guess it's a fan we did discuss like John Oliver, what he's very, very good about. I mean, among other things is he always makes like the real websites that he says on his show mm-hmm. and you can go to them and they really work. Um, and I think usually does not do that in the other times that I've tried. Um, I'm going to try driving crooner.com baby right now. See where mm-hmm. that I said earlier, it's not, it wasn't. That yeah. Was yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know something the, just like- if, it was, if it was the, if it was the um, show or just a fan. The I think the simplicity of the game is part of what makes it like so good. The fact that like he can't turn his attention away <laughs> from this like stupid egg game where you just push a button and it, it counts the eggs. Um, that like he can't engage in what seems like a very serious work conversation. Uh, but the frustration just, of the game not working, I love that. Like that, that's <laughs> yes. as well. Yeah. Yes. All right. So we we advance. Don't park on the sidewalk, and uh, it will go up against the winner of the last sketch of episode two and the first sketch of episode three. The last sketch for episode two, uh, Al's Coffee Shop, uh, where we have the man in the audience at the sitcom taping who will take advantage of the fact that millions of people will hear his voice. Mm-hmm. And that's going up against uh, Richard Brecky Presents Jellybean. 
Uh, Richard Brecky brings his silent theater to the stage as Jellybean. He brings to life 73 stories that are as personal as they are universal, and he never talks. Mm-hmm. So or you get paid. Chappelle, do you want so, to call out any scams that have been uh, <laughs> <laughs> you've uncovered? Yeah, this, there, I'm sure there are a few. This, this man's, uh, I, the premise, right, uh, that I, I never talk. I was on the edge of my seat again, thinking, okay, how how are they going to get him to crack? And he cracks instantly. He does mm-hmm. not even try, basically. Um, but I think I like the other skit better. I think the live studio audience thing was, uh, I was in a weird way, very heartwarming, because yeah. it's like this guy who's trying to tell his story. He's thinking, you gave me, a, like, for what? Someone can hear me. As a new podcaster, relatively new, I, I feel that in my soul. Like, don't give me the mic if you don't want me to talk. And so uh, when he finally got to spread the word, everybody was interested. I think this one felt a little too close to home for Chappelle. Okay, I just say it. So I think I'm going to have to go with that Did one. Did you ever have reason. a watch explode in your date's face? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Did it get in her soup? I want to know about the Super Bowl ring. Was it authentic or was it purchased? Like, how did this person come across the Super Bowl ring that was reaching from the back of the limo? I have questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you win a Super Bowl, you have to be able to afford a full Yeah, for something better than just like the back half of a limo. <laughs> exactly. So this person purchased this ring. I need more information about this person. That That's my choice. I'm going with the studio audience. Yeah, what, what Al's Coffee Shop does so well, I think, uh, very akin to Sloppy Steaks and Dan Flashes um, from season two, is that they like tell you the story and then they show you the story and it's mm-hmm. even better. Better, even though you already know what's going to happen, <laughs> it's just so well executed. Yeah, so yeah I, I thought it reminds. Yeah, it, it, it was really well executed. I thought I loved the whole date, everything we saw. I died at the springs flying out. The driver. <laughs> Um, I also love like the fake, like sort of Leonard Cohen sounding song they play when we see the highlights from the date. Like every song, and I think you should leave. Uh, maybe actually, I don't know about the interstitial songs. I haven't looked those up, but all the songs in the sketches are all made up songs for the show. Because some of them I thought, like, they're not even, like, jokes, and I've tried to Google the lyrics, but no, they're yeah. all made up. They sound um, like real songs, yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so I, I loved that. Um, but um, I, I loved uh, poor Richard losing his losing his temper. It's a fucking bike, you fucking The real uh, fucking assholes of this whole season are, are the, uh, the frats. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna. But uh, Elle's Coffee Shop that is a uh, five pretty. That's a that's a almost perfect episode. Yeah, I love. Yes. It. Yeah, uh, Al's Coffee Shop to me. Even if they just ended the sketch and you never saw the flashback to mm-hmm. uh, the yep. whole like his whole <laughs> journey, like it would have been great. And then when they then showed like the whole backstory, like uh, it really took it to another level. So. Um, Je- Jelly Bean was was fine, but Al's Coffee Shop to me uh, is the winner. We got an Al, an Alex, and an Alexander so far in this. Mm-hmm. Um, Av, is it a sweep for you? It's a sweep, yeah. Jelly Bean, as Rob says, it's fine. It's a good joke. It's a good premise. It doesn't really go anywhere beyond the initial premise. Obviously, Al's Coffee Shop goes in lots of places. Uh, I mean, I give I give Jelly Bean four and a half praise. I really like. Oh, it. Wow. okay. All right. Yeah. So now now we have a tough match with Al's Coffee Shop against Don't Park on the Sidewalk. Rob, you made the real persuasive argument the first time for Don't Park on the Sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Which way you yeah. Um, 
this is this is tough. I feel like that um, don't park on the sidewalk is just like joke, 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 and like uh, random things that are funny. But I feel like that Al's Coffee Shop uh, has a lot of that, but also has a like uh, as Chappelle's a you know heartwarming story uh, there. So I'm gonna go for Al's Coffee Shop. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I agree. Um, as I I've keep keep saying, it's like the ones that are hilarious and also have that humanity to them are, to me, what are like the elite sketches of the show. And um, I think Alice Coffee Shop is in the mix. Um, whereas the, the ponytail is very, very funny. Um, it's memorable. Um, I really like it. I voted against it twice now, but uh, that's just kind of the way brackets go sometimes. So Alice Coffee Shop for me. Yeah, pour one out for the ponytail because like I, I yelled laughing at the ponytail. But uh, again, this this is a more fleshed out story here, uh, and so I I appreciate it. Um, the final moment where that what is it? Uh, the guy goes and hugs his date. <laughs> He's like, "What the hell?" I love it from top to bottom. So yeah, it uh it, it beats this one. Um, I think the next round might be tough for it. Yeah, Alex, you're right. The back half of uh, episode two is is fantastic. Yeah. And, and we do like those those zags when the guy who's the obvious asshole actually is embraced by the crowd and wins them over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Al's Coffee Shop is a classic version of that. So, yeah, absolutely brutal section here. All of these uh, sketches I love, but Al's Coffee Shop with unanimous win. Uh, yeah, the Alex, we we always we love the episodes always when Larry wins against the odds, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we have uh, the Springer Spaniel haircut that Peter got done special for his date um, instead of the Cranston haircut that he wanted, um, and then we have ABX Heart Monitor where we have uh, our beloved Tim Heidecker as a cardiologist who wants to get into Club Aqua or even better Club Haunted House, mm-hmm. um, and of course he can track where his patient is because the ABX Heart Monitor from Abbott. I love when you're in a situation in life where your excuse is I'm jacking off. Like, no, like that's have you ever had to use that excuse when you were at haunted house? Yeah, Alex, have you ever had to use that excuse? Yeah, I mean, this is it's so it's so ridiculous because like a better version of this app already exists where like it just tells you the information you need to know rather than like, oh, it'll put you in touch with your doctor and then he'll call you and let you know what to do. Like, what the hell is that? Um, we, all, we all should pause and give a moment of silence for Kim Kardashian because her head yes, fell yes. off. Her head fell off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a few heads uh, are coming off in uh, season three of I Think You Should Leave. Yeah, well, a lot of um, uh, at least threats of beheading. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Well, I don't know if a ponytail counts as a head. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, uh, who are you voting for here? Um, I'm going to give a slight edge to the uh, the haircut, um, which was kind of funny because like it didn't even really like hit me at first that this guy's hair, because there's a guy in my office whose hair is like not that <laughs> oh. far off from this guy's. It's not as robust, but it's, you know, it's, it's a similar style. It's just Did not you ask him the- if there was a dog um, ad across from a Cranston picture in a magazine? I, I I didn't ask him. Uh, perhaps if he uh, added a little uh, gelutol to his mix, he would be <laughs> looking like this guy. Yeah. Is that what it's really called? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll get to gelutol. Okay. Um, Okay, so you're voting haircut, Rob. What about you? I'm voting haircut. Yeah, I I think that the haircut, I really uh, did like that one. Um, It it takes a lot of twists and turns. Um, You know, you you notice, uh, I guess, or most of us notice that the hair is off. Uh, He's getting pointed to it. Like, I thought that maybe there was like some sort of like an accident or he was born this way. It turns out that there was a misunderstanding uh, with the barber. And so uh, I love that. Like, it's like a very like hard 
heartwarming story. And then the last joke of it, I feel like is a great one where that, uh, well, like you think he's going to say like, I just thought you weren't going to like me. And he says that, you know, I just, you know, I wanted to know what it was like to have two girlfriends. (laughs) Like you already have a girlfriend. I forgot he was on a date. Friends. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and, and um, you completely like don't prepare you for that because even and it's the name of this whole episode of the show is is cut to we're chatting about this at your bachelor party. <laughs> right, right, right. That's it, right. You yeah. can't even place that. Um, that oh, one of my favorite one of my favorite oh, things that I think you should like leave does is end a sketch in a way that completely recontextualizes one of the characters in the sketch. It's mm-hmm. like it's such a powerful thing to do. And now it's like oh now like you watch it again you're like you're not rooting for this guy. He's not compassionate from the beginning. He has a girlfriend. What's he? What are you doing on apps? What are you doing out there? What's going on here? Yeah, so I feel like one of the lines from this sketch is going to be like a very popular gift, which is "I'm well within my rights to kill you right now." <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. um, and then the ABX Heart Monitor. Um, I, I I love Club Aqua. I love uh, you know the uh, haunted house, and I love uh, that uh, Kim Kardashian's head fell off. Uh, but uh, other than that, I just felt like it was like very repetitive with the doctor uh, calling and wanting to get into the clubs. So for me, uh, it. It's the Springer Spaniel haircut. Oh. Yeah. So what about you? Um, who actually goes and says, give me the Brian Cranston? You know, mm-hmm. uh, what, 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 what is this? Um, I love the haircut uh, because uh, like everyone else, the, the, the initial wig, that hair, the, my note just says, what is this hair? And then the whole <laughs> sketch was about it. Um, the idea that this group of people is talking about him, just mentioning his hair to the point where, you know, it's like he overhears them, but it's very clear. They're saying, oh, you have puppy ear hair. Um, and then to find out that, yeah, that was by design of the barber. Uh, I love the episode uh, sketch, at least for this one. Um, and then, you know, like you said, we, we're rooting for this guy because we think, oh, yeah, this poor uh, like guy's getting his haircut, trying to impress this girl. People are making fun of him. No, he has a, he has a girlfriend, but he just needs to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and look, who, who am I to judge that? Who, who among <laughs> us does it, you know? And it, it's so good that the entire premise is built on the fact that the guy just wants to use him as a frame of reference for how far away the shark was. It's just like, without that, there's no story here. It's just so perfect. <laughs> All right. So it's it's not going to be unanimous. I'm voting for the ABX heart monitor in a losing effort here. I, I die when the doctor ditches his wife in line outside the club. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. And, he, and, then, and then he goes in the club and he starts walking around smashing everything to see if it's real, which I don't even know what that means. <laughs> well, he heard there's no rules anymore. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Even um, yeah. the, what about his wife, Alex? And he goes, no. So I'm going to vote for the heart monitor, but uh, the Spaniel haircut is going to win. And then our final two sketches here of episode three, real strong episode. We have Pay It Forward, where a man uh, tries to start a Pay It Forward chain at a fast food drive in. His order, by the way, 55 burgers, 55 fries, 55 tacos, 55 pies, 55 cokes, 100 tater tots, 100 pizzas, 100 tenders, 100 meatballs, 100 coffees, 55 wings, 55 shakes, 55 pancakes, 55 pastas, 55 peppers, and 155 taters. Did you say That's meatballs? Meatballs. Uh, yes, 100 meatballs. 100 meatballs. <laughs> what kind of places this has meatballs? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it has both taters and tater 100 coffees. <laughs> And didn't it only come out to $680? Where is he eating? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the lady behind him in line, she orders the same thing. 55 burgers, 55 fries. That's like the go-to. That is where this sketch goes from great sketch to all-time great sketch. Is where she goes and does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then we have a Rat Mom, where we have a surprise 50th birthday party at the office for Robert. The candy is still upset about how he reacted when she brought her pet rats to work. Uh, Chappelle, which one of these do you like more? 
to me, rats are like dogs, you know, it's the same. Uh, the way you look at dogs is exactly how I look at rats. And I keep one in my drawer as well. But uh, I like the drive through episode uh, sketch a little bit better because um, the anxiety of being trapped in a drive through happens to me so much, you know, where you're just like, I don't know if I even really want this anymore. But you're turning your head. There's like a barricade. And he just drives over the what barricade. What do you mean you don't know if you want it anymore? You pull into the drive through and then you have second thoughts about the being Whataburger there? line is so damn long. Oh, okay. I'm like, I have places to be. I don't want to sit here for 30 minutes. So then I just like I'm looking, mm-hmm. but I'm trapped. And so, uh, yeah, that uh, spoke to me. So I, I'm going to go with that one. But they were both very funny. I think the worst drive-through line is the pharmacy. Like they're like three cars could be four. Yes, minutes. it's crazy. Yes, what's going on there? I always take two minutes. I give them my card. I tell them what medicine I ordered already. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know what other people are doing on that pharmacy line. Um, I had no idea what was going on in the Rat Mom. I love Patty Harrison. Um, I don't think this was uh, you know her best appearance. Um, it's just it's so off kilter. Um, paid forward, I think, is elite. Uh, the frenetic pace of just the driving around and the yelling the order is is just like Tim Robinson at the height of his powers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The pharmacy and the goddamn ATM. That's another one. Why are you making yeah. life decisions at the yeah. ATM? You knew there was no money in there. Knowledge <laughs> transfers. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on there? The ATM is, yeah, 60 seconds. That should be the cap. Bob <laughs> um, yeah, said, there's so much, like, what? Even okay, so she's mad at Robert, but like, why is she like shining red lasers in its eyes? Is it like a voodoo situation? <laughs> yeah, pouring him <laughs> shots. Yeah, I had no idea what was happening. Mm-hmm. Although I, I, I loved all the songs, like the karaoke songs, Wild On. I was humming that myself. Um, the poop in the cup reminds me a little of like the cum in the cup in American Pie. Mm. I feel like yeah, you pick up a cup at a party. You, you got you got you always got <laughs> you get you get what you deserve. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even know that Kismet did catering. By the way, that's very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. But but uh, I'm voting for um, I'm voting for pay it forward also. Yeah, uh, Pay It Forward was uh, was really, really funny. I, I love the idea of the Pay It Forward chain. And I feel like that the Rat Mom was one of my least favorite of uh, Ooh, the whole season. Yeah. So uh, this is an easy contest for me. Pay It Forward. I, pay it forward. forward He's like, oh, I can just run. He just abandons his, <laughs> he abandons his car. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah op- it's the opposite of a hot dog guy. All right. So mm-hmm. unanimous Pay It Forward advances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And what yeah. about pay it forward against Springer Spaniel haircut? <sighs> That's uh, tough. Oh, sorry. I messed up. All right. Uh, go ahead. Who do you have here? Um, I, th- I think I'm going with pay it forward. Pay it forward to me is one, is one of the best ones on the board. Uh, Spaniel haircut is very, very solid. Really makes me laugh. But pay it forward is just uh, it's unimaginable. Uh, I agree. Rob? Yeah, I think this is pretty close, uh, but I'll go with uh, Pay It Forward over uh, Springer Spaniel Haircut. <laughs> we uh, have a well, sweep here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There we go. All right. And now we got a tough one. Pay It Forward against Al's Coffee Shop. Yeah, um, that, is, that is that is a close one. Um, I'm, I'm still just going to ride Pay It Forward as far as I can take it uh, for now, at least. Um, that'll be my vote. But I, I love both of these sketches. OK, Chappelle, what about you? Oh, man. Uh Maybe I don't know, man. This is tough. Uh, I I do like pay it forward. I think it's probably a little bit more memorable because I don't know if y'all have ever had someone pay it forward for you. But I don't I, don't ask me to pay it forward for somebody else. I don't want have to. Have you had I, that, Chappelle? Oh yes, oh, oh. yes. Uh, you're like, oh, the person in front of you uh, paid for your meal. Would you like to per- pay for the person behind you? Absolutely not. <laughs> I would like to count my blessing and go. Uh, well, but, yeah, but I've been there. I've been there. So yeah, I'll I'll go and pay it for it. Yeah. Well, can I ask a question? So, if you do that, then what do they do? They like just keep your tab open, and then yeah, uh, yeah that's a good question. No, so I've always wondered about the mechanics of it. Yeah, 
Yeah, so what happens is the person says, okay, well, I'm going to just, I'll pay for the person. Because, you know, it's like, I guess normally there's two windows, two right? Windows, or something right. like that, right? And so I guess when you get to it, you're like, okay, I'll pay for the guys behind you. And they're already taking their order, I'm assuming. And so it's like, oh, okay, would you like for, to pay for the guys behind you? And so it's like, you essentially make two orders at the window um, or whatever. But I, I don't want to do it. I've done it before. I always feel obligated to do it, but I'm not happy about it. Like, I'm not going to get into heaven for that because my heart's not in the right place. Mm -hmm. So I might as well just stop. It also depends where, like if you're at Starbucks where 80% of the orders are between like $4 and $7, it's very different than like a restaurant where you could be ordering for like your whole family. $680. Can you like look behind and see how many people are in the car? Damn church van behind (laughs) you. Yeah, exactly. What if it's just one guy, but he's picking up for like, you know, freaking DoorDash. Yeah. Yeah. Or why can't you just be like, I put $5 of their order on my card. Does that not work? Can we do that? We split it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, so, and um, Rob, did you vote yet here? Who you um, for? I'm going to vote for Al's Coffee Shop. I think that both are very funny. Paid Forward might have like a bigger uh, or laugh moment or two, but Al's Coffee Shop, I think, has a story that Paid Forward doesn't have. So I'll vote for Al's Coffee Shop. All right. And anyway, Chappelle and Av, you're both on Coffee Shop. Uh, you're both on. I was on Paid Forward. Pay it for it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to vote with Rob here for Al's Coffee Shop, which means. Our tiebreaker, which we have not needed so far this entire left side of the bracket, is uh, Matt Stewart, who sent us his rankings of every single episode. Mm-hmm. And Matt Stewart's preferred epi- uh, sketch between Al's Coffee Shop and Pay It Forward is, um, oh, he has them back-to-back ranked. He gives both of them four pretties. Al's Coffee Shop is his 10th favorite sketch of season three. Pay It Forward, his ninth favorite. Okay. So, hey. All right. Limit for margins. Pay it forward. Get the dishes. Pay it and now forward. Got, uh, we, now, uh, I think we'll come back to the final fourth. So let's go to the other side of the bracket. Uh, the last three episodes of the season have fewer sketches and slightly longer sketches. So we have more buys here. A uh, friend group gets a buy. We'll come back to that. Pacific Proposal, Pacific Proposal Park. Uh, Sam Richardson's here. He has the perfect place to propose. Uh, the grass is nice and soft for getting down on one knee. Unfortunately, it's also the perfect place to slam Jerry the Jet Jones to the ground. My biggest question here, guys, is like, what does it mean that a penis pops? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want it, 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 it. I believe. <laughs> if it's redder than hell, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, That's, I, that was I my that was my interpretation. Um, I will say, Sam Sam Richardson was looking very svelte in this season. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, anyways, and then we get Jelutal, which I've mentioned before, which um, uh, like Tim doesn't like that other guy, so he doesn't want him to know <laughs> right. about Jelutal. This is a classic, like very, very long uh, sketch. It reminds me of kind of a, of a you got to give the calicocutpants.com. But of these two, I actually I like uh, I mean, I like them both. They're both great. But Pacific Proposal Park. Uh, perfect to me. There's I can I can like the whole thing is quotable to me. So I'm voting for that one. Chappelle, what about you? Yeah, the snapping sound followed by, you know, did your penis just pop took took me out because mm-hmm. what does that mean? But also probably, right? It probably just popped. I, I yeah, the idea as well that this place is a per- perfect place to propose to somebody that you love, but then also it's a wrestling ring essentially. And so uh yeah, love it. Uh I would pick it over the other one. The other one I, I think was for me the jelly hall was a, a little too long. I think uh for me I was kind of out of it eventually, but the idea too that you are not allowing somebody that you hate to have this information. I appreciate that kind of petty. Uh but I'm going with uh the proposal. 
But I really liked both of these, and this is a, a tough matchup uh, for me. I wish that uh, I could knock out the the friend group uh, with one of these two, uh, but that's the luck of the draw. That being said, uh, I would love to see Matt and Mari break down Toilet Truck versus <laughs> Baby Duff. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, like what's going to happen next with King Larry. But I, I really like Jelly Tall. I really, I just thought it was so funny uh, where uh, Tim Robinson is just getting mad. Don't tell that guy. There's no re- <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason. Uh, when they get into that, the guy thinks that uh, he, he's talking about his wife. Uh, <laughs> and he tells her that, are you talking about that my wife isn't wearing green? And he makes her put the jacket back on. And Tim Robinson's going to crank up the heat just to mess with him. <laughs> his wife to drink more water i don't i have to, i have to go with jelly tall and jelly tall by the end of it he's like he's like really like a psychopath evil he's like you might end up being a nice little soldier you know and yeah. then he's like you come see me in a few weeks when you got them curls you pay for the seeds you get to look at the trees yeah. <laughs> that's a line for you and he says it like it's that that's like a actual that's like, how it goes uh, right. saying yeah. yeah yeah that's a that's a good since when right one to one with the nothing but netflix guys what about you yeah, um, I, I'm gonna put it on uh, on Jelly Tall. I really think Jelly Tall is really fun. I I love the this like examination of like the thing that you're in on that you just like you don't want the guy that you don't like to be on it. You want this to be like this shared secret only among, even though it's like it's a publicly available product, but like you you're somehow gonna keep it among your friends. Um, I realize something about Sam Richardson in this show, which is I love Sam Richardson in everything else other than I think you should leave. Oh my and god, I do not I like anything that he does in this show. And I cannot explain it. I don't like a baby deer. I don't like little buff boys. I don't like any, anything he's done previously. I hate, what, I hate this specific what proposal. What about Scrooge sketch. saves Christmas? I, that, is, that is my least favorite. Yeah, sketch that, I, don't like that. Series. Yeah, that one's um, I don't like the, the robot thing from later. That's really just like chunky recycled. I don't like Sam Richards in this show. I can't explain it. I love him in Veep. I love him in Detroiters. I love him when he does cameos on sitcoms. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I should like it, but. Um, I'm going to be voting against Sam Richardson the rest of this episode. So oh, my it. God. All right. So it's it's two to two now. Again, Bob, Pacific Proposal Park. I like when he um, he's like he he hopes that a toilet truck dies. He hopes baby duck dies. <laughs> he feels <laughs> like their name and address on the screen. <laughs> he's um, doxing them. Yeah. So um, I, I, I don't think he washes himself. Uh, but all right. So it's two to two. We got to go to Matt Stewart. Uh, Matt Stewart, Jelly Tall, Four and a Half Pretty is the fifth best uh, sketch of the oh, season. That's high. Ooh. Uh, Pacific Pearls of Park. Oh, he's on Team Off. He hates it. He has a tw- ring 25th. Oh, uh, yeah. Matt Stewart's the worst sketch of the season. Only two and a half pretties uh, for Matt Stewart. So, uh, Jell Utah advances here where it will face Friend Group, which I think Rob said already was going to lose to whoever it faced. I think I agree with him. Um, friend Group is where we have Beck Bennett from SNL. He mm-hmm. plays Stewart, who wants to be Mike because he has the Matt best Stewart. friend group. Whereas, <laughs> yeah, whereas Stewart's friend group is 200 guys. But he has to pay in his lower tier. Uh, honestly, Av, uh, what is this? Thirty-two group? fans. Yeah, what's that groups? Say, yeah, sounds like thirty-two fans. <laughs> pay to be in it. I only have to pay five dollars a month. It's not so bad. Uh, <laughs> um, and I was already friends with Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Robinson's is like absurdly large for like no no explanation. <laughs> you also are you guys familiar with the word squoes? <laughs> yes, I actually movie? am. Yeah, no, it's not, but I love it. Yeah. I think it is. Oh, is it? It's okay. Everyone farts. It's just when I slam my two hands on, <laughs> I squoze and I fart. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, uh, You're a lot more annoying when you're heavier, by the way. (laughs) I've been told that. (laughs) Yeah. And what, this is going up against the summer loving part two? No, this is is going up against uh, Jellyutal, which is advanced. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. So so, so Rob said he's voting for Jellyutal. Um, I, I I really like friend group, but I agree with Rob. So it's it's two nothing. Av, what about you? Yeah, I, I'm there too. Friend group is very fun. Jelly tall to me is much funnier. All right, Chappelle's uh, unanimous. No, I'll be the detractor. I like friend group. I think uh, you know this is something that people probably deal with in real life. You know, you got this friend group and you're comparing them to your other friend group, and then somebody sees you with that friend group, like what the fuck is going on? Nah, I like that. So I'll be the lone detractor. All right. no, You're very it's, it's, seen. You have a lot of friend groups that for me, I, it was not relatable. <laughs> uh, I'll take that, but I pay for them as well. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, all right. So now we have uh, the summer loving farewell, which it's not really a sketch. It's like a montage no. of zip lines as we say farewell to Ronnie. But listen, we're trying to buff out to 32. So we're gonna mm-hmm. that, which means mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a pretty easy first round matchup for the shirt brothers. Uh, Flynn's grandpa, Shane played by the beloved Biff Whiff who played uh, Santa Claus. Uh, in previous seasons, uh, he needs his shirt brother to help him clean up the classroom when he goes crazy because of the song said that there are no rules. Um, yeah. So, I mean, obviously shirt, shirt brothers is going to advance here, I guess. Right. Uh, nobody disagrees. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not okay. even a fair fight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now, and now we have shirt brothers going up against, uh, uh, the first sketch of, of episode five, where you can't say anything Randall thinks is good. Because he's going to start saying he thinks things are different things. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a blank. I thought it was a blank. Uh, so Shirt Brothers versus I thought it was. Rob, which one of these do you like more? Um, you know, I don't think I got the uh, I thought it was a blank uh, sketch as much. Where I feel like that Shirt Brothers is another one of these sketches that's like sort of like a short film, uh, not a shirt film. And... Uh, you know, I love the return of Santa Claus, and so I uh, will go with the Shirt Brothers. The design on those shirts is not that complicated, though. So those are probably no, no. Very, cheap very cheap shirts. Very cheap. Yeah. Shirts. A lot of brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, uh, Chappelle. What about you? Uh, no, nah, I, I like the other sketch better than this one. Um, I, what's it called? The the one where they. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was. Unless you have. A yeah, better. I thought it was. Yeah. Okay. So. The thing with that one is that it took me for a loop because I thought, okay, this guy is just insane, you know, right? Like, okay, he's he's obviously just out of it. But then to find out like, oh no, he does this all the time. He's trying to impress her. And then the other twist to be like, but she's impressed because she too can see this crazy ass <laughs> shit or at least she thinks she sees it. I don't even know if he sees it. I think he's just like putting on airs for her and uh, the highlighter being a little pimp. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> this is this is my choice. I, I like this better. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, we see the volcano. We see the fluorescent yellow pimp. We do not see the bloody cock, fortunately. Mm-hmm. Well, also, God. to clarify, we see the volcano, which maybe yeah. means that it, there is a volcano and the rest of the office is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, the, the boss talking to Amanda sounds like my wife talking to people. Do not say anything he says is good. <laughs> <laughs> do not. Uh, yeah, so I mean, that. that don't say LOL in the chats when he sends his little message, his little <laughs> right. joke. Don't encourage him. Don't feed the pigeons. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that middle twist of he does this all the time to me was like one of the more brilliant twists that I think you should leave has done because it's like taking this like, um, like kind of like office or just even like friends group situation that every sketch does and just like has one of the characters like act wacky and has this like weird idiosyncrasy. And then that always begs the question, like, 
is this just like a snapshot of a moment in time? Like people can't just like turn that on and off. And this, this sketch's answer is yes, this guy does this all the time. And the person who gets in trouble is the one who is egging him on and encouraging him to do his crazy thing that always enrages us. So I just, I love that. I love that that went in that direction. Uh, I'm not as much into the final twist, but I think it works too. Uh, but that, that middle part to me just had me floored. I loved it. All right. Well, um, um, I will promise you a million times that I'll never do another rule because even <laughs> though I have shirt brothers with half a pretty more than I thought it was, uh, you and Rob have convinced me I'm flipping my vote. I'm going to uh, switch my vote to I thought it was and uh, send it through. And you are above the policy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we have I thought it was against Jelutal, uh, which is a, a tough matchup here. Uh, Chappelle, which one of these are you voting for? I'm going for I thought it was. Joe uh, I, I, Utah wouldn't have made it this far for me, yeah. as I said last time. So, no, this is this is my choice. All right, Rob. Uh, I have to stick with Joe Utah. Um, I uh, m- made the case earlier, but I'm, I'm sticking to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I, I wrote Jelly Tall pretty far, but I think uh, it ran into something that uh, is just is just a level up from where Jelly Tall is. Um, I think I thought it was, as I said, I think it's uh, it's one of the better sketches of the season. Um, so that would be my vote. All right, we're gonna have to go to Bad Stewart because I'm voting for Jelly Tall. I, I, I love like the sort of the loser of the sketch. How he's like, you can't even have sympathy for him because he's so annoying and like the way he abuses his wife. Uh, I like was like, I found something out. Fuck, what did you do? Jelly Tall against I thought it was. Jelly uh, Tall, as I previously mentioned, uh, the fifth best episode of the season, according to Matt Stewart, which is very high. Uh, mm-hmm. He likes I thought it was. He has a 12th, but uh, 12 mm-hmm. is not as mm-hmm. high as five. Not enough. So, uh, not so enough. So Tall advances to our final four. And uh, let's find out what our final sketch will be there. We have the wedding photo booth uh, here in episode five. Tim, uh, Meadows. Where Tim Meadows. He's not ready for the silly wedding wedding photo. Uh, by the way, this is bad news for Kyle King because uh, knowing about games isn't cool, apparently. <laughs> uh, Kyle, Kyle King, a big board game fan. And then we have Don't Let Me Talk About My Kids where we have Jason Schwartzman. Uh, who asks Tim Robinson's character to not let him talk about his kids, sort of the way that Larry David is once asked at a party not to let a woman have her dessert. Um, it forces Tim to be keep making really cool distractions, said he's the most popular guy at the party, uh, but Schwartzman not talking about his kids leads him to have the night of his life. Uh, to me, this is a pretty big blowout. Uh, don't let me talk about my kids. An amazing sketch. No, the dog was the blowout, right? Um, <laughs> several, t- several times over. Uh, I agree. I love this sketch. I think it's so clever. Uh, we know those people who just talk about their kids and they say, oh, don't let me talk about my kids. And you let them because, I mean, it's people's kids. It's precious or whatever. Mm-hmm. You might roll your eyes internally, but you don't really actually stop them from talking about their kids. <laughs> this guy goes above and beyond the poor dog. Um, but I, yeah, but he apologizes it was a, at the end. Yeah, and he apologizes. So yeah, this was a blowout for me. Uh, yeah, it's not even close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the wedding photo booth uh, was cute, but I feel like that there wasn't like a, a great premise there. And this was another one of those ones where this is like a short film. Uh, don't let me talk about my kids. So I will uh, vote for that. Um, yeah, I'll, pi- I'll pile on. Yeah, don't don't let me talk about my kids. Is uh, is, is definitely a lot better. Um, I didn't really, I didn't really like or get the wedding photo. It didn't really work for me at all. I, mean, I, I like it. Let's you know, let's not dismiss it. That cloth is hairs. It's just little <laughs> tiny hairs. I'm glad. Yeah. On TV. Yeah. So the, the thing about the show though is like 
the the escalation plays against itself when you're not into a sketch because then it just like it feels like it's just going off the rails okay. and like yeah. what's going on here. Um, when when obviously when you're plugged into it, it's great. Um, but when you're not, it just kind of wallows out to death. I, I also like Tim Meadows uh, arguing with business against the other guy, like the short guy with the mustache. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who uh, he has 15 investors for the Pelling Ball. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, I like it, but uh, Don't Let Me Talk About My Kids is for sure going to advance. And it's going to face Banana Breath, the first sketch of the final episode where we have a woman in an HR meeting who wants to do shirts to remember her great line. Um, the line is okay. It's a, The line is back away, Banana Breath. What the hell did you just eat, a banana? Um, <laughs> so clever. Yeah. Um, uh, um, but, uh, ah, uh, bitch, I'm putting you down for, I don't let me talk about my kids. Am I correct? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be on. Don't let me talk about my kids. Um, I think both of these are both, you know, when I talked earlier about the mortal enemies kind of being the, uh, the through line for a lot of the thematic of the season, um, these sketches, both of them, I think are both in that spirit of the, you know, somebody makes a joke and then they just, they, they need to keep leaning into the joke. They can't, uh, move past it and like, just keep treating it as a serious thing. Um, but yeah, don't let me talk about my kids is a lot better. Been out of breath. This is like meh. Chappelle, how big is your body? Uh, yeah, you can't just ask people that. You know, who uh, that's a violation. I, yeah. It is. It really is. Uh, don't let me talk about my kids. Is is better? There are two different stories going on, and don't let me talk about my kids. We didn't even really talk about the guy doing the distracting. Is also getting the crowd in on it as well. He's like, I don't know what to do next. He's like, do a handstand. You know, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm not, anything? Now he's yeah, the most exactly. popular guy at the party. Thanks a lot. Yes. Right. He's too popular. Yeah, he's done too much, and the guy is too popular. Like that's the thing. Once you stop talking about your effing kids, you you he actually had some substance, and he had some cool stories. Uh, I I think it's gonna be hard for me to beat this one. This might be one of my favorites. There's a moment when the boss says, when he tells Schwartzman he likes him because he's you know good at work, but and also you like to party, and he kind of winks. And I thought the sketch was gonna go in a very different direction all of a sudden. But (laughs) sexy party. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So the the, uh, banana breath, uh, I thought it was cute. You know, I I like that in the actual workplace video that they're watching where in the video, uh, the guy says to the woman, like, I know you did all the work, but what do you say that uh, (laughs) I get half the credit? Uh, And then it's like, what do you say in this situation? Um, So it it was uh, it was cute. But I think that the other one is more iconic. All right, so that's unanimous. Don't let me talk about my kids' advances. And now we have our last three sketches to talk about. Mm-hmm. We have the Metaloid Maniac, uh, Danny Green's photo wall of metal, metal motto search. The Metaloid Maniac uses the wall that he built, um, but Ob does not like it. Because, I have no idea what's going on here. Yeah, uh, apparently real life doesn't always match the cartoon, unfortunately. <laughs> right. um, yeah, you built that wall, though. Uh, uh, it's his Trump, floor. Uh, this guy actually built a wall. Yes. Yeah. And then we have Don Bondarly, uh, King of the Dirty Songs. But unfortunately, it's been a while. Don can't remember any of the lyrics. Kind of reminds me of the uh, the birthday party with Johnny Carson impersonator who can hit at that price point. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, Metalloid Maniac is, I think, I I think it's my it's my least favorite sketch of the season. Uh, it and Barley Tonight, actually, the opening two are the only two that I give only two and a half pretties to. So oh. I am definitely voting for Don Bondarly. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't love Don Bondarly either. It's still going to get my vote. Um, I like the I like the premise of like the person who tries to bring their thing from their other friends into like a different group and just thinks it's going to work. Um, this obviously doesn't work because it's very bad. Um, but um, it gets my vote over the metalloid. Uh, Chappelle. Oh, sorry, Rob, you go. Okay, I was just going to say, yeah, I. I 
I don't love the Metalloid Maniac, but I feel like that there was really nothing there with uh, Don uh, Bondarly. Um, so I will go for the Metalloid Maniac. Yeah. I'm probably with Rob on this one. I, yeah, they're fighting for a low ranking anyway. Like they, mm-hmm. none of these, neither, both of these are about to get bounced or whatever they are. Um, yeah, but you know, uh, this guy coming in and he's like, oh, I'm telling dirty jokes to entertain the male friend group because we don't do like as men, we don't have anything else to do except for, you know, sit around and listen to a guy sing dirty songs. I don't know. Uh, so it didn't really land for me, but neither did the other one. So it, I don't think it matters. Mm-hmm. All right. Chappelle, you're exactly right because we're two to two. And so we have to go to Matt Stewart. He has Don Bardarly, just two and a half pretties, 26th, the second to worst sketch of the entire It's going to be hard to lose. For Matt Stewart. Unless. The Metalloid Maniac is, uh, like Avin, I said, the worst sketch of the entire wow. season. Yes. So Don Bardarly edges it, yeah. but he's certainly going to lose. Do you think they buried a couple of these in the sixth episode? Yeah, this sixth episode yeah. is very weak. Very um, yeah. All right. So it will face the last sketch of the season, Tasty Time Videos, which where we have a character named Draven played by Connor O'Malley, who we've, who's been missing all season. Very uh, unfortunate, but excited to see him finally here in the last sketch of the season. He will be making a new funny video every Friday on Instagram. <laughs> Chappelle, we, we already said that it, it was that or you, I think you said it was advancing no matter what. But I actually I like Don Bondarly uh, a little more than Tasty Time Video. So tell me why. Yeah. I'm wrong. No, I, you know. I forgot that this was next <laughs> because I actually didn't I'm care. Not you. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I think I just slept with Frankenstein's chick made me laugh. Um, but I, I, yeah, I think, I think this episode was just kind of weak. Uh, it, it was all over the place for me. Like I got the premise of the, the guy who's like, okay, I'm trying to capture this moment, this video, and I need help. I need inspiration, but it never landed for me. So I, I I'll go with Don Barnarly and his uh, dog fucking sketch. <laughs> Um, I actually uh, liked the uh, Tasty Time videos. Uh, I, I like the idea of that you encouraged me and and, and Frankenstein's. Uh, I slept with I think I slept with Frankenstein's girlfriend. <laughs> um, and then uh, all of the uh, drama that comes out of that um, he paid uh, Frankenstein's chick in Santa Fe chicken sandwiches. <laughs> Why are they saying that? Because I did. Uh, and then the Co- the YouTube comments uh, were getting out of control. They're going to kill his dad and I cut kill his, his dad. I kill his parents. Yeah. <laughs> So, so let everybody I, I paid this an one, is this one had had things in it that I think are funny. Like I would go back and watch this as opposed to uh, the one it's up against. So uh, it's definitely tasty time videos for me. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not into either one of these taste time time videos feels like it's trying to be you got to give the calico pants. Um, it's like trying to like match that energy with the, you know, the harassing videos and just like the way it just carries on. Um, I just don't think it quite works. I, I, I really like Conor O'Malley and some of the other stuff in uh, earlier seasons, but I didn't really connect with what was going on here. Uh, I don't love Don Bondarly either, but I'm going to vote for that. Um, I, I will definitely be voting for don't let me talk about my kids over either one of these. All right. My favorite thing about the Taste Time videos is that in the end, he gives away the videos because he actually wants to protect his dad's life. Mm-hmm. He's like, no one's cutting off my dad's head. So he gives so it to Frankenstein. Kim Kardashian on my dad. <laughs> right. And by the way, it's an important lesson, I think, from the takeaway from this whole season. Don't give your phone to people you don't know really well. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So Don Bondarly going up against Don't Let Me Talk About My Kids in the Elite Eight. We're all voting for Don't Let Me Talk About My Kids. Yeah. 
So it's don't let me talk about my kids against Jelutal here in the final four. And then in the other final four matchup, it is the driving crooner against pay it forward. A couple of tough matchups here. Uh, let's start with uh, Jelutal against against Don't Let Me Talk With My Kids. Rob, which way are you leaning here? Well, I've been the Jelutal um, proponent for uh, this entire bracket, so I can't switch horses uh, midstream. And so I'm going to go with uh, Jelutal to advance to uh, the finals. And Chappelle, you've been voting against Jelutal the whole time, right? Uh, yeah, this is the biggest uh, Rob, fight me and Chappelle have ever been in. <laughs> and I am I am devastated by this. This is like that time he fired me. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm still voting. You were getting him. too popular. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm still voting against him. I, I am. I, I thought the other sketch was better. Yeah, I'm with Chappelle. Don't let me talk about my kids. I think is uh, is really on the the, the top tier of this season. Jellyatall, really funny, uh, really good, really makes me laugh. Just a, just a nudge below. Um, yeah, we're all gonna get drinks by ourselves. Uh, you know, you talk about your kid, your son, your whole life, and then one day he goes to the zoo, puts his hands through the bars, and shoots Godzilla the gorilla. And he's such a big fan. He just he wanted to own his life or something. Right? <laughs> I hate it when that happens. Yeah. So uh, don't let me talk about my kids. Congratulations. You will advance to the championship. Chappelle, who's it facing? Driving crooner or pay it forward? Whew. Um... Probably driving crooner. I, I don't know. I think the branding on driving crooner is even better because who who would have come up with that? It's so original. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's the better one for me. I, I man, I wish they weren't going up against each other because I like them a lot. But uh, yeah, I'm going with that. Uh, pay it for it's cool, but it's not this one. Rob, I feel like that there is a lot of like a uh, crooner iconography across three seasons of uh, I think you should leave like I feel like that, a lot of cigars yeah, yeah. a lot of yeah. cigars cigars fedoras Boxes. like people acting oh. like old timey oh. um, gangsters yeah, yeah gangsters like it, it's uh, something that the show a theme the show leans on very heavily um for me I do feel like um that is uh I think probably the better story than pay it forward so I would go for driving crooner over pay it forward and uh, what about you? Yeah, I'm there as well. This is this is really tough because I really love the just the madness of Pay It Forward is just something. So it's just it's out of a gun. Uh, but Driving Crooner is just it's it's. I think you should leave it in a nutshell. It's it's the high highs. It's the the undercurrent of humanity. Like you feel like this is like. Tim Robinson, you know, lamenting, did my, is my life come down to this? Like, just like doing silly shtick. Is that good? Is that worthwhile? Um, it's just really powerful and really funny. It's, you know, it's everything a sketch can be on the show. Mm. All right. So uh, am I the only one on pay it forward then? I think so. Yeah. All right. Um, All right so you're I, paying for our dinners and we don't have to pay for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, have meatballs. <laughs> I don't think either one of them is in my like top five or six sketches of the season. Um, they're both good, but um, yeah, so we have driving crooner, Going up against Don't Let Me Talk About My Kids, who will be our ultimate winner of our bracket for season three? Chappelle, you go first. Uh, I think it's Don't Let Me Talk About My Kids. I, I do. I'd be interested to know the rankings that uh, Matt did um, as well. But yeah, I think Don't Let Me Talk About My Kids is a fully fleshed story. Uh, and it tells two stories at once. It's funny as hell throughout. It takes some twists that I wasn't expecting. Um, the dog does get an apology. You know, I, we're not doing anything with the dog, I promise. So, yeah, I think that's my champion for this. I really thought Driving Crooner would have won, but I, after uh, reviewing uh, the tape, I think this is my uh, leader here. 
All right. And to answer your question, uh, Matt Stewart has don't let me talk about my kids as pretty, 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 pretty good. That's a full five pretties. It is his number two sketch Ooh. of the entire season. I will not say whether its opponent here is number one or not. Rob, what say you? I'm going to say uh, the driving crooner is uh, number one. I feel like. Uh, Why do you hate me? <laughs> I feel like the story <laughs> takes uh, some uh, twists and turns. Not that uh, don't let me talk about my kids doesn't. Um, both, uh, very, both are very fun, but I feel like uh, I will be, you know, uh, probably quoting more things from driving crooner than uh, don't let me talk about my kids. So this guy is offering to be Dusty Day the driver just so he could show people his his crooner stick, right? Like that's, Absolutely. That's, yeah, right? Okay, yeah. I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the moment when this sketch starts, when you like you see what the guy in the passenger seat is seeing, where he's just doing the weird thing with his lips and his hands, and you're just like, where is this about to possibly go? Like, what is this guy up to? Um, it's just like, that's just like the magic of, of uh, and I think you should leave sketches. Like, you have no idea where it's going to take you. And um the um the I talk you know not talking about my kids is great you know the where he he has that moment of growth realizing that you know he's been using his kids as a crutch and now he can actually have real conversations with people I really love that but driving crooner gets my vote. Um, Alex, that's two to one. Um, this is a tough one for me. Driving crooner, pay it forward. Which one do I like more? Um, I'm gonna vote. We're for not gonna pay it forward. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say pay it forward. I'm gonna oh. let our I'm gonna let Matt Stewart. Um, oh, wait, sorry. Paid forward was eliminated. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Driving Crooner, don't talk about my kids. I thought you were saying you were going to uh, let Matt Stewart make the decision and yeah, you're paying it forward to him. him. Oh, uh, sorry. I got all confused. I'm voting for Don't Let Me Talk About My Kids. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm completely discombobulated. What's our what's our vote here? It's 2-2. Two, two. It's 2-2. Two, so, two. so now we need to find forward. out. Yeah. Who is going to Matt Stewart? Okay, so the Driving Crooner uh, is uh, the, his eighth favorite episode of the season. Don't Let Me Talk About My Kids, as I said, is second. So congratulations don't hey. let me talk about my kids. The winning sketch of season three. Uh, I won't say again the other two in case you uh, want to go listen to those podcasts, but maybe we'll eventually have a, uh, a matchup. A matchup. Do we know of, is there going to be a season four of this show? Um, we don't know. I imagine there probably will be. It seems to be very, you know, it seems like perfect for Netflix, right? Like they know exactly who's going to watch this show. They like, they know exactly what, you know, how much they have to spend to get their ROI on this. Like it's all priced in. Depends when the writer's strike is over. That's right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, listen, if you, uh, if you liked season three, I think you'll love, uh, season two and season one. So you should totally go back and uh, check those out and check out our podcast. We did similar style brackets, uh, for each of those seasons. So it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and uh, this was a lot of fun. Well, now it comes the time of the night when I face the wall and give you guys a chance to jack off. So, uh, no. Chappelle, <laughs> you go first. What, uh, hold on. <laughs> wait, wait, that would be me and Chappelle talking about what are we going to watch next on Netflix? No, we got to uh, do our ratings. Oh, yeah. You know, what's 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 first? Who are we going? Who's going first here? <laughs> um, Rob, wait, I don't even know what's coming up on Netflix next. Okay. So, you know. Yeah. What have you seen anything that's well, do we have out? any recommendations from Chester and Off? Our Steam panel. Oh, I didn't know that was something we were supposed to uh, be researching. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. This should be something that just came out. Uh, um, we're hoping for something new. Or something mm-hmm. that's about to come out. Um, we've, we've been mm-hmm. a voting foobar, so oh, oh, black, when's, when's Black Mirror? Uh, I think it's in a couple of weeks. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, there's an American Gladiators uh, uh, expose coming in later Ooh. on in June. 
Did you guys watch Indian Matchmaker or Jewish Matchmaker? We, yeah, yes, we yes. did that with uh, Akiva. We talked about this on oh, this yeah, episode. Yeah. <laughs> Sasha, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, forgot. Yeah. That. No, we had to, that was a great, oh uh, great panel as well. Um, you know, uh, Rob watched Fubar, wasn't feeling it, and so, uh, but that was it's trending now. So I'm, I'm wondering why. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, let's see, top TV shows right now. None of them. What is fake profile? Is that new? There's um, an Arnold Schwarzenegger no. something. Yes, yeah, it's telling the Fubar. Yeah, Fubar is yeah. number one. Uh, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger and and his daughter are both CIA agents. But the problem is with that, it's like it's eight episodes, and mm-hmm. um, like it's uh, that that's a, a lot for us to cover in one episode mm-hmm. with Netflix. Not that we haven't done yeah. it before. Uh, what right. do you think about this uh, siren? Survive the island. Have you seen this, Chappelle? Uh, no, looks like there I, I is see. uh a Korean reality show. 24 female police officers, firefighters, bodyguards, soldiers, athletes, and stunt women team up by profession to survive on a remote island. Um, uh, it sounds like it's in our wheelhouse. We've done stuff mm-hmm. like this before. It right. does. A, it has a crossover appeal for sure. Um, uh, all right. And then we can also uh, keep it open-ended too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't have to make a decision right now, but we definitely want to hear from the listeners. So if you're listening to this uh, tweet at nothing but RHAP and let us know what you want us to talk about next. Um, so that uh, Rob and I have some, any idea where to go with this because Netflix is uh, all over the place right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a Shiv Roy movie coming out at the end of the month. Run <laughs> rabbit run. Mm-hmm. I assume you mean there's that on your right? radar. Mm-hmm. What? You mean Sarah, Sarah Snook? Okay. What, right. what, obviously, what, what did you say? The, the oh, there's a movie where she, Shiv Roy, is a character. He's the main yeah, character. Yeah, or is she an I'm actor, like, like Santa Claus style? You're breaking news. <laughs> Santa's not an actor. What do you? Oh, now we have to go answer that in case any kids are listening. <laughs> no, in Crashmore, he was he plays the action yes. star. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you said Santa Claus is the character. I got worried. No, God forbid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a believer in Santa Claus. <laughs> Imagine a person letting their kid listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. This, this is the, this is their complaint at the yeah, end. You ruined Santa. They got spoiled about Santa. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Off. What are we doing next week? That's a good question. Um, are we breaking news on this podcast, or are we holding that? I don't know. It's up to you. Uh, break the news. Break the news. Let's break the news. We're watching something on Netflix, I believe. What is oh. it? Watching something on Netflix? No, you're wrong. It's on HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, uh, wrong. Man. There's no HBO Max. Oh, right. Yeah, it's on it's Max. It's on Max. Max. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get a little help from our friends uh, going back to the 1990s, and uh, we're about to commence on a 200 plus binge <gasps> of the 90s show oh, Friends. God. That is our next project. Okay. <laughs> Y'all are wild. <laughs> <laughs> See, so you can, uh, you can yeah. uh, you can look for us in the coming uh, in the coming future. We'll be uh, rebranding um, under the uh, podcast name Pretty Good Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we're going to be uh, you know starting uh, in a couple weeks from now. And uh, you know, tough. jump on board, jump on board. I couldn't be more excited. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to listen. And and please feel free to invite me to come on the episode with the most black people. I'm looking forward <laughs> yeah. to figuring out which we one. We may have is. to wait a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's it's that part of New York City, you know, where everybody is like a twenty eight year old white person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. My favorite part. <laughs> uh, anything else to do here today? Pretty. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Chappelle, anything else you want to let people know you that you're working on? 
Yeah, uh, this week I subbed in for Kirsten McKinnis on Mess Magnets. And so uh, she was out. Rob, you are not allowed to listen to the episode. Uh, we talked about the Prince of Pegging and other things of that nature. And so uh, please, uh, if you're listening to this, uh, check out Mess Magnets this week with myself uh, and Ready to Be Petty uh, host Tori. And uh, of course, the main host, Sasha Joseph, as we t- uh, covered for Kirsten. I'm still talking about The Walking Dead. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead is currently on. Poster, and we're covering our poster recaps myself, uh, Josh Wiggler, AJ Mass, and Jessica Lease. So check that out as well. And uh, Grey's Anatomy coverage coming soon, the poster recap. So check that out too. But that's about it. Follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. All right. Um, what a fun uh, crossover episode here today. Uh, and very, kudos to uh, Ivan Chester. We banked through this, uh, uh, through this bracket. Boy, where are you guys every March? I feel like that uh, that these uh, Renap brackets go on and on and on. Yeah, well, it helps when you have uh, like six buys in the first round. <laughs> Chester keeps things moving. He runs a tight ship. It's moving. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm in bracket heaven. All right. Um, anything else before we sign off, guys? No, I'm excited to uh, uh, listen and watch Friends with you, Av. Yeah, it's going to be great. Rob, anytime you want to come on and be one of our friends, just like Chappelle, let us okay, know. I was going to say, season three, episode seven, I think we already did that on Renap, but uh, look, yeah. I, w- I was there in 1994. I know what's going on. So uh, Anytime they have a visitor from Long Island, I think they do in the very first episode, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.